2. The next day Locke and the Sansa brothers sat on the very same pier at the very same time. All over the shifting market, merchants were hauling down canvas tarps and furling canopies, for the rains that had drenched the city all night and half the morning were long gone. I must be seeing things, came the voice of Tesso Volanti, because I can't imagine that you shitwits would really be sitting there right where we beat the trouser gravy out of you just yesterday. Why not, said Locke, since we're closer to our turf than yours, and you're going to be using your balls for tonsils in about two minutes. The three gentlemen bastards arose, facing them were the same half-dozen half-crowns, with eager smiles on their faces. I see you're none better at sums than you were when we left you, said Tesso, cracking his knuckles. Funny you should say that, said Locke, since the sums have changed. He pointed past the half-crowns. Tessa warily shifted his head to look behind him, but when he saw Jean Tannen standing in the alley behind his gang, he laughed. Still in our favour, I'd say. He strolled toward Jean, who simply looked at him with a bland smile on his round face. What's this? A fat red bastard. I can see your glass eyes in your vest pocket. What do you think you're doing, fatty? My name's Jean Tannen and I'm the ambush. Long months of training with Don Maranzala had left Jean looking little different than when he'd first begun, but Locke and the Sansas knew that a sort of alchemy had taken place beneath his soft exterior. Tesso stepped within his reach, grinning, and Jean's arms lashed out like the brass pistons in a Ferrari water engine. Tesso reeled backward, arms and legs wobbling like a marionette caught in a high wind, his head bowed forward, then he simply collapsed in a heap, his eyes rolling back in their sockets. A minor sort of hell broke loose in the alley. Three half-crown boys charged Locke and the Sansas. The two girls approached Jean warily. One of them tried to dash a handful of alley gravel in his face. He sidestepped, caught her arm, and swung her easily into one of the alley's stone walls. One of Don Maranzala's lessons— let walls and streets do the work for you when you fight with empty hands. As she bounced backward, Jean clotheslined her with a swift hook from his right arm and sent her face first to the gravel. It's not polite to hit girls, said her companion, circling him. It's even less polite to hit my friends, said Jean. She replied by pivoting on her left heel and snapping a swift kick at his throat, he recognized the art called chasson, a sort of foot-boxing imported from Talverar. He deflected the kick with the palm of his right hand, and she whirled into a second, using the momentum from her first to send her left leg whirling up and around, but Jean was moving past it before she struck. Her thigh, rather than her foot, slapped into his side, and he snaked his left arm around it. While she flailed for balance, he let her have a vicious kidney punch, and then he hooked her right leg out from beneath her, sending her to the gravel on her back, where she lay writhing in pain. Ladies, said Jean, you must accept my deepest apologies. Locke, as usual, was getting the worst of his encounter, until Jean grabbed his opponent by the shoulder and spun him around. Jean wrapped his heavy arms around the boy's waist and planted a headbutt in the boy's solar plexus. No sooner did the half-crown gasp in pain than Jean straightened up, 
cracking the boy's chin against the back of his head. The boy fell backward, dazed, and at that point the issue was decided. Carlo and Galdo had been evenly matched with their opponents, when Jean suddenly loomed before them, with Locke at his side, doing his best to look dangerous, the half-crowns scrambled back and put their hands in the air. "'Well, Tesso,' said Locke, when the curly-haired boy arose a few minutes later, bloody-nosed and wobbly, "'will you be giving over your preference now, or shall I let Jean beat on you some more?' "'I admit it was well done,' said Tesso as his gang limped into a semicircle behind him, but I'd call us even at one and one. You'll see us again soon.'